Hello everybody, it's Ricky Turner, back with the first episode of Turner, Turner's Take in about a year. It has certainly been a while, um, a reason for me being away for a year. I guess I just, I just lost interest, I wasn't happy with the audience numbers, with how the show was doing. Uh, I was just frustrated, but, you know, coming up now in my senior year here at Temple... I realized, hey, I need to get something going. I need to get some kind of content out there. And I need people to hear my voice, to see what I'm about, to see if I could make it in this industry. I just finished up with an internship at the Sports Fan Base Network, uh, doing sideline reporting and color commentary for the Brotherly Love Basketball League, which is in its second year, took place here near Philly. So I'm grateful I got the opportunity to you know cover that a lot of great talent there a lot of great games I was just extremely grateful to be covering it uh, getting my voice out there and it was a fun time it was a fun fun month month and a half Uh, but yeah um, back here I needed some other way to hear my you know getting my voice out there as much as possible is what I'm gonna need to do for people to notice me I do need to put out great content as well, and I plan to do that. Uh, coming up now, I'm going to be doing pre-half posts, or one of the pre-half posts people for the Temple football Temple football games coming up this fall. Can't wait for that to get started. My first game is actually going to be the home opener, September 10th, against Lafayette. So come down to, or come down, it's at 2 o'clock. Come down to South House to get a nice burger and listen to me and two of my colleagues here at Temple talk about, you know, the pregame. We do pregame, we do half, and we do postgame uh, just to wrap things up. But, yeah, I'm excited to get into that. But here I am starting a new pod, or not a new podcast, but continuing my old podcast. I have a new format. I don't want these episodes longer than an hour. That's going to be my goal. I have to be prompt. I have to know what I'm talking about, be crisp, be clear, and put great content. Hope you guys enjoy it. So the episode's probably going to consist of four to five topics. Uh, four to five topics and maybe like a Q&A. I'll, I'll, I'll put something up on my social media. This episode's sort of going to be a surprise. I'm not really promoting it. Just going to see how... It does test the waters and promote it all over my social media accounts. Follow the at real debater on Instagram. Um, what am I on TikTok or at real debater on Twitter as well? And my TikTok, I think, is Turner's Take. But let me let me make sure of that. Yeah, at Turner's Take, it is okay. But. I'll be doing that as well. Can't wait. Um, but let's jump right into it. Our first, first, first thing we're going to talk about is Mr. Deshaun Watson. Fun topic to be talking about and joking. It's very serious issue. And NFL still seems to be teetering on that as they reviewed the six-game suspension that was originally given to him. Um, they reviewed it. I, th- I thought this was going to be the one the NFL got right. This, the one I agree with. 
the NFL recommend that recommended that he be suspended a year. I'm like, there you go, Roger. I don't agree with many things you do, but I like this. I like this. You're taking the issue seriously. And it looked like they were going to come down with the hammer and just crush Deshaun Watson, the money he got this year, make the Cleveland Browns look stupid. It should be viewed as stupid. They're a stupid franchise. I will stand by that. I'm a Steelers fan. I've been in the same division as them for my whole life. They'll always be the Brownies to me. They'll always be a, a rung lower than the Steelers. That's just how I'm going to view them. NFL recommend he's a, a year. I'm like, they got him. And it's like they're getting ready to beat him with the paddle. Smack him on the butt. And they're gumming in hard and they stop at the last second just tap him. I guess shouldn't. I mean, it, it is. The suspension is definitely better than the six games. But they gave him 11 games. Five million dollar fine, but he's just signed like a like a five year, two hundred fifty million dollar deal, and it's just like, like what's five million? What is five million to Deshaun Watson right now? It's nothing. And it, they, they could have came down with the hammer, and they didn't. They didn't come down with the hammer. They hesitated and, and just crumbled. Twenty four women accused him. Keep this in mind. 24 women. Um, Watson reached out to those women. Professional qualifications were unknown and unimportant to him. Sue Robinson said, the original arbitrator in this ruling that gave him a six-game suspension, he insisted on using a towel, increasing the probability of exposure when he got an erection, a smaller towel, and I think opposed to a sheet, like a full-body sheet. Um... He insisted on having the therapist focus on areas of his body that not uncommonly triggered erections. Right there. Insisted. Insisted. So he, he made sure. Like he told him, focus on blah, blah, blah. I'm going to assume areas closer, you know, to the, you know, closer to his, to his private area. Obviously, I'm going to do maybe the groin. I don't know. Upper thigh. I'm going to assume those are the areas because those are, again, the areas typical, the areas closer to the penis do trigger erections more often. I I think that is, you know, widely known, but, and he engaged in this pattern multiple times. This wasn't a one-time offense. It's a one-time offense. Is it, is it good? No, but this is a multiple time. Well, this is a pattern of events going on. Multiple women complained that he made massages turn sexual without their consent. Multiple women. He had 66 massage therapists from 2019 to 2021. Why does he need so many massage therapists? Why? Or is it that some of these massage therapists just got sick of him and said, okay, so he had to keep turning to other ones. Isn't that probable cause for why he had so many massage therapists i mean i'd say so i feel i'd feel uncomfortable i wouldn't want a client you know that made massages turn sexual without you know consent i wouldn't want to go to them again unless i don't know that's just me though but 66 
massage therapist in three years, that's a red flag right there. That's something. That That's not normal. You know, usually the team provides you with, you know, the team provides you with massage therapists that go where the team tells you. He's just reaching out to people. He didn't care about their qualification. He didn't care about anything. He just said, want to give me a massage, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, you know, what the conversations were like, but still, I mean... To have that many massage therapists in, in three years? That's a little, little, little much. 66, I mean. And 24 accused him of sexual assault. This isn't a smear campaign. This is just irresponsibility on the on Deshaun Watson's front. And he still did not, you know, I, I think he did come out with an apology, which is, again, long way to go from, from gaining anyone. This is going to follow him his whole career. It, it, it's going to. You can't, you, you know, you can't erase something this big off your resume. People are going to look back and say, they don't care how, they don't care if he wins six, seven Super Bowls. <laughs> For me, it's going to, this is going to stick with him for life. You, you can't erase this. The NFL, again, the NFL failed to put the hammer down. This is going to continue because the NFL doesn't care about these issues, I think, as much as they should and put the hammer down. You look at Calvin Ridley, just suspended the whole year for betting on his team. I I think the bets totaled $1,000. He didn't play in those games. He was hurt. He bet on his team to win. He didn't bet on them to lose. He bet on them to win. Really? I, I don't know what games he bet on, but... So, Calvin really, if I'm Calvin really, I'm furious. I, I do... I, I bet on my team to win. For the bets totaling, what, a, a mere $1,000? And I get a year. Sean Watson sexually assaults multiple massage therapists has 66 massage therapists in three years 24 who accused him of sexual assault obviously knew what he was doing insisted on having areas that caused erections to be focused on had a smaller towel engaged in this pattern multiple times with multiple women And there's only enough eleven evidence for eleven games, really? That is absurd. And, and, and five million out of his two hundred fifty million dollar new deal. What? That is chump change to him. Roger Goodell, the NFL again, fail, fail, fail to apply a sturdy hand to domestic violence issues. And this will occur again. And they will offer out another small suspension. That is doesn't fit the crime or if someone does weed you know he's he's bad weed's bad no weed in the nfl we're, we're a stand-up league except when it comes to domestic violence issues except that we don't put the hammer down for domestic violence issues we care more about weed and pds and gambling than we than we do domestic violence issues we're going to make it look like we care by taking all of his five million and putting it 
towards um, non-profit domestic violence organizations. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to make ourselves look good by doing that. But this called for a year suspension. He's going to be harassed in every stadium he goes. We already saw it in Jacksonville, what they said. You know, I forget what the chant was. But they were not friendly to him. He's going to be booed everywhere he goes. He's going to be hated for the rest of his career. There is nothing he can do to erase this. He does not have he does not have enough money in his pocket. I'll bet 250 to make people forget what he did. He could donate to sexual assault. He could donate everything. It's not going to work. Because people know what you did. People know what you were doing. You settled. People say there's... Well, what about all the... He's settling these cases outside. So obviously he knows he's guilty of something. If he's settling all these cases outside of court... He's settling all of them outside of court. So he knows he's guilty of something. But we will never know what because, or not never know what, but NFL could have really put the hammer down and again they botch it because that's what the NFL does. They botch, botch, botch these suspensions all the time. We see it every year. There's no consistency with them. Maybe not that there's no consistency, but the... They got their, they had their policies backwards. And, it, and it's just embarrassing that we have to go through this every single time when we talk about domestic violence. We have to question, why wasn't it more? We never question, was that too harsh? We question that for, you know, weed. We question that for gambling. <laughs> okay, don't question that for domestic violence. We always question, why not more? Because the NFL doesn't take the issue seriously. They, they want to make it seem like they do. But in reality, they don't take it as seriously as they should. I digress. We're going to move on to the Lakers winning a Can the Lakers win a championship with Russell Westbrook? Last year, Lakers, they have LeBron. This team's come. Remember, this team, again, I guess they're coming off a first-round exit. But Russ now. They offer a huge trade package to the Wizards for Russell Westbrook. Wizards take it. Wizards got a haul for that. I'm happy. I'm a Wizards fan. Russ played well at the end of the year. And we're like, wow, this is triple-double Russ. Now he's teaming up with LeBron, AD. The one glaring issue, you know, when this trade was made originally was where's the, the shooting going to come from on this team? Because there really is no shooting. That turned out to be one of their biggest problems. Another one of their problems, de defensively, they were just too old. They were too slow. No one was committed to really playing defense outside of a handful of players. Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, Wenyan Gabriel. Um, AD was out most of the year with injuries. He didn't look the same even at the beginning of the year. But when he got healthy, we saw flashes. Then he got hurt again. And, you know, AD, it's the same story every year. It's what The man just got fragile, fragile bones. And I feel bad because he's a top top five top 10 talent when he's healthy he is he's one of the best big man in the league when he's fully healthy because he's a great rim protector could create his own shot could somewhat shoot the three ball and you know lebron had a historical season you know we know what lebron could do he's not a great defensive player at this stage of career but he gave you 30 last year russ was abysmal his numbers declined in almost every statistical category including scoring, rebounding, assists, three-point percentage. He's also a high 
high usage, high volume player. He turns the ball over a lot. And that was going to be another issue with them. You know, like LeBron's, when you, when you have LeBron, LeBron's the primary ball handler. We know that. Le- LeBron orchestrates the action. And he's definitely a smarter ball handler than Russ. Russ is, Russ is fast, fast, fast. And Russ will make these amazing passes, these amazing highlight reel plays. And then you'll just have these blunders where you're just shaking your head. And that's, that's what it was. It was a majority that season wasn't the highlight real place from us. He had a nice dunk on Rudy Gobert, you know. He had some good games, but he was awful. The team, one of the most disappointing, I think, in NBA history, finished 33-49. and 49. Abundance of issues. Chemist, they fired Frank Vogel, is who I think the sort of scapegoat in this situation. Because and, and I guess, you know, they went down defensively, but they were, I think, I think they were an average defensive team for what Frank Vogel took the pieces he was given and said, like, what do you want me to do? Like, do you want Russ to come off the bench? And Russ obviously not happy about that. Russ still caught up in the past. Russ thinks he's a star player still. And I think he could be. But can the Lakers win a championship with Russ? I don't see it with the roster they have currently constructed. I'm going to guess on them on the you know regular season roster just based on what they have. We know Russ is probably starting at point guard, LeBron at small forward, AD at the power forward or center. I really don't know what they're going to do. Um, shooting guard, I I think it's gonna be Lonnie Walker. I think maybe they go Austin Reeves. Uh, Lonnie Walker's not a great shooter. They have Kendrick Nunn, who didn't play last year. Maybe Kendrick Nunn can be something off the bench for them. THT's not a starter. They sign... They sign Troy Brown Jr. They sign Thomas Bryant, two former Wizards. Thomas Bryant was sort of showing some potential, not like a a star player, but he brings energy, he brings defense, rebounding, he'll give you some quality minutes, but you look at the Lakers, they finish as an 11th seed, they weren't like a a 5-4 seed that, you know, maybe they add some nice rotation pieces, they make that jump, no, this team was an 11th seed. They still don't really have depth. Scotty Pippen Jr. I guess showed some nice flashes in the off, you know, in the summer league. They have Juan Toscano, Toscano Anderson, great energy guy. But you look at the you look at this team. Do any players move the needle? Like. You roll out there with the lineup of Russ, can't shoot, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, eh. They'll give you some nice defense, some nice energy plays, okay. LeBron, you know, you know what he could do. He's not a great shooter. AD's not a great shooter. Do you roll with Thomas Bryant? He's more of a rim protector. He can't shoot. He's more of an inside presence. Stanley Johnson, more of a defensive player. Again, they still don't have any shooting. And none of the players, uh, 
I don't see guys that could, you know, make this team exponentially better. They, they didn't sign anyone that I think could make this team exponentially better. Do I think they will be as bad as last year? No. I, I, I think they make the play-in. You know, you still have LeBron. Hope AD hopefully stays healthy. There's a lot of hopes in here, but Russ... Maybe he's regressed a little, but do I think he's as bad as he was last year? No. I I still think this team, they aren't a playoff contender. They really aren't. I mean, you look at this roster, they aren't a playoff contender. They don't have enough depth. They lack shooting. I still think they do lack defense. Um, But in terms of trying to win... Win a championship? I can't see it. They they signed a new head coach, Darvin Ham. And I like the mentality Darvin Ham brings in. He has sort of supported Russ. He has stayed consistent in supporting Russ. But now you sort of have to bring Russ into a situation where... You know, there were rumors of them trying to do anything they could to ship off Russ... They were trying to ship him off. They were trying to ship THT off. And they were trying to shift a first-round pick. That's their that's their premier trade package right now. If they don't want to get rid of LeBron James. That's Russ, it's THT, and it's one or two first-round picks. Because they are really stretched on them as they go into the future. But, you know. As for winning a championship with Russ... I don't think it happens. He opts into the player option, so he's making $47 million. I really can't see the Lakers re-signing him after this year. And I think LeBron, you know, now... That sort of leads us into our next topic. LeBron signed a two-year $97 million extension to stay in Los Angeles with a player option going into 2024-2025. So LeBron James last year, right now, officially as a Laker, he has the option to come back in 2024-2025. LeBron James right now, his last, you know, scheduled permanent year in LA is 2023-2024. So he's got this year and he's got next year as a as a Laker. After that, he has the option to leave and at the end of the 2024 season. Um, he's, uh, I mean, well, what does LeBron want to do? LeBron has emphasized he wants to win a fifth championship. And I think that is important to him. I can't see it happening next year. So that leads us into 2024. Or that leads us into 2023-2024. Can LeBron bring a championship to LA I I don't see it because you know I guess you lose Russ so you do get some cap room at the end of this year but you know you're going to need to sign someone else to you know get Russ you're going to have a lot of cap rooms LA still is an attractive destination just because the amount of things to do you know you still have LeBron you have AD 
do have two nice pieces there, but you need to bring someone else that could really bolster this lineup or really just try to improve the depth and, you know, get like the the Warriors did with like an Andrew Wiggins. Get a third guy. He doesn't have to be a superstar. Andrew Wiggins thrived in the third, you know, third star role or the third third man role. But, you know, now... Is staying in LA his best possibility if he wants to win a championship? Because I really think in LeBron's heart of hearts, he wants to go home. He he wants to end his career in Cleveland. That's what LeBron, I think, wants to do. He wants to also play with his son, Bronny. So, where does that fall into all this? Um, to me, if he does return home, if he goes back to Cleveland and 2024, 2025, does he have a better chance to compete for a championship? I think he would. Um, again, Cleveland has enough cap room. They have a hundred million next year cap space they have lots of young assets on their roster I don't think they're going to trade you know Evan Mobley Jared Allen Darius Garland so LeBron could go home to a play to play with a team that is more depth more young talent um you know with that cap space you could also bring in another star to pair with LeBron and talking about championships the east is also less competitive than the west remember how you know people call the the east you know uh, a cakewalk when lebron was there we've got toronto at boston uh, who else was <laughs> atlanta <laughs> um but yeah the east still is less competitive than the west is it more competitive than when LeBron? Is it more than LeBron when LeBron was there? Yes, because I still think you, you have Milwaukee. The Heat are still there. The Heat, again, are going to be a top four seed year in and year out. Philadelphia with Embiid. Harden's still there. Outside of that, Boston. Boston. A, a, a more complete and a, not, not as young Boston team as when LeBron, you know, beat him in seven on that miraculous run to the finals only to lose in, what, like, did he get swept or losing? Yeah, I, I might I think he got swept against Golden State that year. But yeah, the well, East is certainly bulked up, but can LeBron with the right team compete in the East with Cleveland with all those young guys? Yeah, I think he could. They've got a lot of young talent still. They have a lot of cap room. You bring LeBron James in, that's a win. So for me, at least, what does he have in LA? What do you have? What do you have in LA now that compares to that? You have AD, so you, I guess the advantage of you have a, you know, when healthy, a bona fide top ten player in LA. LA is certainly more an attractive destination than Cleveland 
but to me there's also a lot of dysfunction in that front office in in LA you know who's running the show Jeannie Buss Phil Jackson Kurt Rambis like there's a lot of voices there who's the voice who who's 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 uh who's she listening to you know so the Lakers is a lot of dysfunction I mean Darvin Ham well respected great hire by the Lakers they do have Darvin Ham so maybe if LeBron bites the bullet gets through this year gets a low playoff spot maybe they get through Maybe he gets through this year and says, hey, okay, now we got to be all in. We got to go get a number three option on this team. We need that. That's what the Lakers need to do right now. They're going to have to bite the bullet this year and say, okay, we're free from us next year. We got to go spend. We got to get depth. We got to get shooters. We got to get another star. They're going to want to draft Bronny James now if LeBron's still there. But but for me, at least, if I'm LeBron, I think you have a better chance to go home to Cleveland, play in the Eastern Conference after 2024, than stay in L.A. and try to win a chip. I really think that gives you a better option. And that would be a storybook ending to his career as well. Because he wants that fifth chip. Go home. Get that fifth chip. End your career. Play with your son. And boom. That's that's it for LeBron. And also, 2024. Sorry. You know, I got cut off. <laughs> uh, the only allows well, the website I use only allows you to record for 30 minutes at a time, and I sort of rushed that at the end. But 2024 is also the year that LeBron James's son is eligible to enter the NBA draft. So you look at that, and I'm also looking at the free agents here. 2024. Clay Thompson, he's older. Chris Middleton. So wait, hold on. I want to. I want to see if this is their age right now or their projected age when. Uh, so. But yeah, I'm looking at the the free agent market this year or that year as well. And okay, now that's going to be their ex- expected age or their age in two two years. So Clay Thompson will be a free. He's 34. Tobias Harris, he's 32. Chris Middleton. The free agent market, honestly. It's not too attractive in 2024. Unless LeBron James goes for a trade. I mean. Yeah. Um, the free agent, Clay Thompson, he'd be 34. I wouldn't do it. Tobias Harris, no. Chris Middleton, he's 33 around then. I wouldn't do it. 
James Harden know. He's going to be 35. Like a lot of the Kyle, none of these guys you look at are really like, like great. This 2024 is not an attractive uh, free agent time. So, if I'm LeBron, to me, I'd still, because maybe Darius Garland continues to grow. Evan Mobley continues to grow. So, those guys can continue to grow. If I'm LeBron James, yeah, I'm still going back to Cleveland. But, yeah, I just wanted to wrap that up, clarify it. You know, so 2024, it's the year LeBron James has to opt in or opt out to his player option or... It's also the year uh, Bronny James is eligible to eligible to be drafted. That's all the time we're going to spend on LeBron James possibly staying in LA, and if he has a better better chance to win with the Lakers or going home to Cleveland. To me, it's going home to Cleveland. You you know you want to play with Bronny James, so he will do that. But yeah. We're going to move on now to our last topic here, and that will be, I'm going to jump back into the NFL now, second key, second year QBs, QB who will make the biggest jump, so keep in mind, these are the notable QBs that were drafted last year, that will be starters or projected starters entering, entering their second year. Mac Jones, 10 and 7, led the Eagles to, or not the, the Patriots to the playoffs. Justin Fields, Chicago, we know all that went. Chicago wasn't a good team last year, projected to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. The offensive line has looked horrid thus far, lack of weapons. So to me, it's not Justin Fields. Zach Wilson, accuracy issues with the Jesus all. He's not going to even start week one because of a meniscus tear against Philadelphia. So we'll probably see him early week two, hopefully, for the Jets. They're very upgraded, though. Trevor Lawrence had a little bit of a rough year there in Jacksonville. New head coach, though. Better culture, more weapons. I like what they did in the offseason. And Trey Lance for San Francisco. And to me, this is a three-horse race. Or two, actually. Mac Jones? I like Mac. I th- Mac's a smart QB. Mac's gonna not turn the ball over. Mac's gonna do all the right things. He's also... There's no set offensive coordinator there, number one. They don't have great weapons. They lost some people along their... Or no, they, they, they lost their uh, Shaq Mason, I believe. Yeah, they lost Shaq Mason. They're very young along the offensive line. Their skill position players took another hit with Tyquan Thornton having a collarbone injury. The offense has looked disappointing in part because they don't have weapons. They can't get weapons. So I think Mac Jones is out of this. I think Mac Jones is going to be a solid QB in the NFL. But if we're talking about the biggest jump, Mac Jones also led his team to the playoffs, none of which any of the other QBs did in his draft class. So credit to that. I think it's down to Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance. I'm still iffy on Trey Lance. I'm just, I don't know, just, I'm still iffy on Trey Lance. I'm just not sure about him. Hence why I'm going with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, 
This was the most hyped QB prospect. The golden locks. He fit Jacksonville, to be honest. Surfer look, the long hair. Playmaker. Jacksonville hasn't had a QB since what? A, a stable QB since what? David Garrard? I don't think Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles had one solid year and got him to the playoff. AFC Championship game. That's it. He wasn't solid. Disappointing rookie year, a lot of turnovers, had, but again, he did have some, there were some issues there. The Urban Meyer distraction, um, lack of weapons, Co- um, 37 drop passes resulting, he lost over 200 air yards. That's the second most in the NFL, 37 drop passes. He had to deal with that. Again, he showed potential. He, he had some good games, really good games. I mean, you look at it, showed potential, meaningless week 18 game against Indianapolis. Eliminated the Colts, played very well in that game. Eliminated the Colts from the playoffs. That's always nice. And he had a week five outing. He went 37 of 43 with 400 yards and four touchdowns. That was the second highest QB rating all season. I think behind only Lamar Jackson had a better game. Um, They signed Doug Peterson. I actually like the signing. I, I don't think it's, you know, it's, it's not, you know, we know what Doug, Doug Peterson, Super Bowl head coach, Things didn't pan out after that in Philly. Sort of went downhill. The Eagles sort of struggled. They had an old team. Um, Carson Wentz wasn't the same after his ACL injury. But Doug Peterson's a solid head coach. He's a solid head coach. Um, they've again, he le- he could lead this team into the future. Is he going to take them to the next level? No, we don't we don't know that. But as it stands right now, moves them into the future. Um, they get Travis Etienne back. A guy who Lawrence very familiar with at Clemson, his teammate. They also have James Robinson, very good running back in that backfield as well. Uh, Travis Etienne's probably going to be used a lot as a receiving back. He very dangerous in coverage. I think he's going to have a surprisingly good year, Travis Etienne. I think him and Robinson are going to make a very formidable duo for the Jaguars in that backfield to take the pressure off of Lawrence. They helped him on the outside. These aren't splash shinings, but these are solid guys. Christian Kirk, did they overpay a little? Yeah, he's not worth four years, two, 84 years, 84 million. He's not. Could he get you a thousand yards, somewhere around a thousand yards? I think he could. I think he gives them a nice big option on the outside. A big guy could go, you know, track down some of those jump balls. Zay Jones had a disappointing start, and I in what I believe it was Buffalo, and a, a guy Derek Carr raved about with the Raiders. He really trusted Zay Jones down the stretch. He had I, he had the game-winning TD TD catch against the Ravens in overtime. Solid signing. They have Marvin Jones, who I always thought of solid receiver. Really consistent, great hands, gives you somewhat of a reliable option on the outside as well. I know Evan Engram's sort of a stretch here, but I really do like Evan Evan Engram. He's, he's 
big guy. He's fast. He's got the he's got great potential as a receiver. He's big, fast. He's a mismatch for linebackers. He's not a great blocker. I think that's a big knock on him. Drops passes. But again, if we're talking about physical tools, Evan Ingram's got all the physical tools to be a great tight end in this league. He does. And they also signed Brandon Sheriff, one of the best guards in the league, out of Washington. So they beef up the offensive line a little bit. They give, they give Lawrence a lot of help. And he had a throw this week against Pittsburgh in the preseason. Cam Sutton, I thought, had an interception. It was perfect ball placement over Cam Sutton, right into the receiver, right on the sideline, right to his receiver. And I'm like, this guy, he could throw the football. He's a natural thrower. He can anticipate throws. He's he's played in big college games. They they got him some help. I think this Jacksonville team, are they going to, you know, they're going to improve. I think that's what you look for. They're going to be more competitive with Trevor Lawrence. Reports from camp saying they raved about him. They said, this is the QB that Jaguars envisioned. This is the Trevor Lawrence. Not last year. Listen, had a bad rookie year, a lot of turnovers, a lot of mistakes. That usually happens with young QBs. They do have a rough rookie year. I think Lawrence is going to bounce back. I do. I I fully, I have no doubt about Trevor Lawrence bouncing back this year. He's athletic. He could move. He could get out of the pocket when he needs to. So he's not a statue back there. And yeah, I really do think Trevor Lawrence coming into this year is going to be, he's more set up to succeed than he was in his rookie year. The Jaguars aren't going to be world beaters. They aren't going to be, listen, maybe they finish third in their division, depending on what Houston does. We don't know how that is. But I think Jacksonville, I think they could get six, maybe seven wins. I really do. I, th- I, I like Trevor Lawrence. I like what they did in the offseason. They still have a ways to go. But, hey, you got, you got some nice pieces offensively. You don't, they're not all-star. But he has some, he has, he's, he's more set up to succeed this year than he was last year. That's how I look at it. New head coach, better situation. I like it. I, I really think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a, a surprising second year, and I think he's going to establish himself as the face of this 2021 class because, you know, when you look at it, Mac Jones was the best guy last year. I think you look at it, Mac Jones' situation right now, I don't think he's more talented than Trevor Lawrence. I think he might be smarter. He might be a better maybe game manager, but if you're looking for star quality, Trevor Lawrence is your guy. He's the most talented guy in the class. He's the most hyped QB in the class. Trevor Lawrence is going to cement himself as the best QB in the class, at least for this season. I think I think going forward as well. I think Trevor Lawrence could very well show this year why he was selected first overall, why he was that guy. I'm, I, I want to see what Trey Lance has. I haven't really gotten to gate. We didn't see much of him last year. You know, Justin Fields, I, I feel bad for Justin Fields. I think he's in a bad situation. Bad widers. I really do think he has a talent level. He might have the most upside given his throwing and running ability. Just given what teams look for in the modern day NFL, NFL system. But... 
yeah. As far as this year, who's going to have the best second year? Who's going to have that biggest jump? I think Trevor Lawrence is the most set up to do that. I think he's the most talented to do that. And I think he's going to show people why he was selected first overall and why he was the first QB selected in this draft class. And that will do it for this first episode of Turner's Take. I'm your host, Ricky Turner. Until next time, have a great week. Have a great day. I hope all your dreams come true. I hope you have a good life. And I promise next episode, I will get the audience more involved next episode. I will put stuff out there to get them involved. But yeah, that's it. That's just the relaunch. This is just the beginning. I'm nowhere near finished. Everyone will know my name. Goodbye.